Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and this is the podcast about doing your own thing, whether it's building a personal brand, maximizing your side hustle, or making the most of your every day. When you sit down for an hour and you breathe hard, dude, your whole entire body starts to transform. Hey, everybody. On today's episode, we're talking about launching a business after the COVID pandemic. I'm sitting down with Angelo Grincheri, who is a friend of mine. His last name's Italian, that's why I say it like that. Uh, but who is a leader in the fitness and wellness industry, took the time and his learnings from the COVID pandemic and then funneled them into a new brand. He's the founder of Happy Space and Happy Pills, which is a physical location in New York City and a supplements brand. I think you'll find this really relaxing, inspiring, and full of great information. So without further ado, here is Angelo. Angelo Grincheri. I love seeing your face. It's been a quick pandemic since I've seen you in person. How's everything going? Dude, everything's been going, man. You know, the roller coaster of navigating uh, the things that you're trying to do with the roller coaster of things that are happening in the world around us. You know, Dude, you are an adapter, you are a hustler, and in looking to put together an episode about people doing great things and launching brands and doing things after COVID, I'm like, I got to reach out to Angelo because the space that you're in now, the brand that you're a part of, that you started, tell me every, like, how did you get started before we get into what you're doing right now? How'd you get started in the fitness space? Because I remember hearing about you from Upper East Side people. And I remember seeing that you are the hottest trainer in New York in People Magazine. And how does something like that happen that allows you to do what you're doing today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, well, I guess the the clientele that I I had was kind of fully referral base. Um, and that referral base thing really just kind of adapted and evolved from me being able to help people out of pain. Um, so my methodology really works well with back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, like all of those ailments that people just live with, but because they're not debi- like fully debilitating, they think that they're, that it's okay. Right. We're, as New Yorkers, we're like, well, we're all supposed to have back and knee pain, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I really created like my whole career with being able to handle that. Um, and then the, the sexiest trainer alive thing happened because of teaching people how to take better care of themselves. So yeah. teaching people how, like, essentially my whole thing was like, Hey, like if you feel like this is off in your body, just do this quick little stretch and right. like kind of teaching people awareness about themselves. And apparently awareness is sexy, I guess. Right. And now like, you know, 10 years later, well, it's not 10 years later, but it was 2016. So whatever that, we're like, oh, being like self-aware is actually sexy. <laughs> right. Well, have you, did you always have that like approach to working with people's bodies? Because I think a lot of people get into the business and they're like, I will sculpt the perfect person, make you into a gorgeous model. And the approach is exterior, exterior, exterior. And we're trained as buyers like me. I'm like, well, I want that. So maybe I'll go to that. Or I want, have you always had this like holistic kind of approach to feeling your best as like a, when you wanted to to get into this business? I I would say uh, for my client, yes. For myself, no. Well, you always have a, you guys have to get on Instagram and look at Angelo's, uh, you'll see the bod that we're talking about, but you take great, great shape, great care of yourself. Yeah, I'll try. It's a, it's been an interesting 
uh, journey of balance for sure. So pre-COVID, you were teaching private. Were you teaching in where, where you were going to people's homes? It was referral going to their private gyms and kind of being like the, the, the hidden kind of, the, you know, like celebrity kind of private trainer that would shuffle around to different clients. Is that right? Yeah. So I did, I did that for a long time. Um, and then, you know, with having that type of clientele, they're all like massive business owners, right? Like they've all created some type of product, some type of movement. And like, I kind of sat back to myself, like sat back with myself and I'm like, well, wait, why don't I do anything like that? <laughs> right. Totally. So, so then I, um, I started getting involved in product development in the fitness and wellness space. So for a few different big brands, um, for doing like the in-home workouts and working with their, like not just their back end on product development, but then either directly with their talent in relating like the product key points to what makes a product, the product, right? Like the, the mission, the, the branding behind it, the, the voice that's being used, the voice that the talent has to use all of that. Um, and then also as like an on-camera talent. So I created this skill set where I was able to perform on camera. Um, talk to talk to me through that because I feel like I was born with that gene because I was like in musical theater since I was like six. But mm-hmm. how does one teach themselves how to be on camera? Is that something that you had to? Did you do at home? Did you practice? Because I think now more than ever, for people listening, they're like, "Holy fuck." Instagram's telling me I need to make videos now. I'm not comfortable yeah. being in front of the camera. I, I have a bakery. I don't just want to bake my cakes. Like, how did you get comfortable being in front of the camera and warm up to that whole side of things? Because I imagine it's very useful right now. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it's interesting, right? Because like you, as the technician, you you love your craft, right? Which has nothing to do with a camera. Yeah. And then the the craft now requires you also to be a presenter, and like yep. an entertainer in a way. And it's like, how do I do that? So I had massive, ins- I mean, the thing that led me to working out early on as a child was like me having massive insecurities, right? right? Like just not feeling good enough, just not feeling strong enough, what, whatever that may be. And like, that was like kind of my, that was like my crutch into social interactions was like being the, like the jacked strong guy, right? Yep. Like I'm cool because I was different in a way. Totally. So for me to be able to get to a point where I was able to perform on camera, I had to get one, I had to like go to a, and like you were just mentioning, uh, like improv theater, that was not my background at all. I I imagine you weren't, um, I quit the Boy Scouts to be in the sound of music. So I imagine you didn't do that. We probably had different paths back then. (laughs) (laughs) But they're crossing here. They are. Um, yeah. So dude, I had to do a ton of like personal development. Like I, I started going to therapy. Like I started, um, doing like self-development groups, like programs that were like X amount of months long. Like yep. I continually looked for people to put me in uncomfortable scenarios mm. that would make me kind of evolve out of myself. Yeah. I love that. Look, God, man, seeking the uncomfortable scenarios is something that takes a brave person. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you realize that you're like, okay, I want to become this thing. This element is a part of it. I hate doing that thing. Okay. That means I'm not going to be able to do that thing. So how do I learn how to do that thing or become that thing? Have you ever done an Enneagram test? 
No, I have not actually. You got to do one. I found out I'm a type three, which totally tracks a little bit serial killer, a little bit like crazy, uh, ambitious, but there's part of a type three that is like, um, says yes to the task, knowing that they'll figure out how to figure out the task. Like yeah. the no, the no is not part of the vocabulary of the three. Yeah, we we build the airplane after we jumped off the cliff, right? One hundred percent. I say that to clients. I'm like, no, well, you realize we're building this as I'm just getting. I'm flying it, but we're building it. So, yeah, yeah interesting that that's part of you too. So when you got on, you got comfortable being on camera, and then um, a little global pandemic happened. What happened to your business when we were told not to go near people? Did you get online? I wanted nothing to do with being online. I I have to say, I was inundated by people telling me, people in the fitness space who I love, I felt inundated. And you kind of pivoted and said, I'm not going to be part of the inundation. For exactly. I, you know, there was, I watched my, my interests really start to shift prior to the pandemic, like six months beforehand. Next thing I knew, I was like researching like how soil works and like soil regeneration works. And, and I was just so fascinated by it. Like I wanted to know how like you can grow mushrooms and all of this stuff. And then also at that same exact like point in time, I was also thinking that like my career ran its course of like, okay, now it's time to do something else. And then sign like simultaneously with that, the whole thing, it was like, Oh, I'm like, not really close to my family. Like I have a whole life here in New York city that my family's not a part of cause they don't live here. Yep. And Oh wow. There's a, there's a pandemic happening. So like, it's cool if I go back to like seeing my parents and like reconnect with them and like yep. learn from them and, and do something with them. It was like a whole it was a whole. So you took experience. you took the time and kind of got out of New York, got resituated with yourself, your family, regrounded yourself quite literally to the earth, yeah. working with soil. Yep, yep. And what did that do to you when you came back out of it? Did you want to get right back into fitness? Oh, that's such a good question, man, dude. I've been so resist. So even as I was opening the studio, I had a different idea on what fitness was. Right. That I didn't create a solution to yet. I had an idea of what it was. Mm-hmm. I had an idea that I wanted to take. The, the, the whole studio happened because of this. I, in my process of like self development, I found like these deep meditation practices. Like not like we're gonna just go sit here for thirty minutes. I'm talking like mushroom ceremony. Like you're going in in for six. Right six hours, right? Like yeah. and you're really going to see what comes up and you're going to have to sit with it. And then you're going to have to talk about it like the next day. Talk about right? uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Super uncomfortable. But in, in that I, I created a long-term practice and, and really watched myself change with that and, and not into just a, a space of kind of like being alone, but also, you know, building a life, exteriorly, right? Like interacting with the world and and feeling comfortable and secure in myself while interacting with the world. So, so tell us about happy space. Yeah, it's it's the, it's that. It's the amalgamation of 
these wellness practices, right? And they're all designed to have you connect with yourself. So the the fitness method that I have, Angles, is all about slowing your movement down, connecting your movement with your breath, but in three-dimensional function. So instead of like looking at our classic like style of weightlifting where it's basic single compound movements, we're doing a lot of twisting, a lot of balancing, a lot of reaching, um, a lot of like multi-faceted reachings. Um, and it's all designed for us to figure out how to root into the ground with our feet. So we do the class barefoot. Um, and you look for moments when you want to lose your balance and kind of like bail out. And we're retraining the body to maintain stability, which you can only do by connecting your brain to the ground, right? So it's like a way to, t- in metaphysically, it's like a way to take what your your thoughts are, your yeah. your fluffy, airy stuff of you and ground it, right? And that connection in between. Um, and then we have the meditation practices, which is uh, sound meditation, which we use all kinds of crazy instruments to like antique old instruments to create vibrations and different tonalities to shift us into different states of consciousness for an hour, an hour and a half to two hours. Um, and then we have a breathwork practice as well. And the breathwork over a long period of time oxygenates your blood so much that it actually makes your body more alkaline. This is the thing that breath, this is the thing about breath work that no one talks about. Like you can do breath work for like 10 minutes and nothing like that happens. Right. But you do it when you sit down for an hour and you breathe hard, dude, your whole entire body starts to transform outside of the, the, the deep mental effects of consciousness. And then there's happy pills, which is the functional food supplements. So using uh, different uh, plants as your replacement of synthetic vitamins to have these desired effects that you need for long-term health. It's so crazy because quite literally everything we talked about up until this point, how you got started in fitness with your 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 specific technique, your time grounding back to more important things during COVID, getting connected to things from the earth, breathing, meditation, all just gave birth in the space that you're in right now, which is called happy space. Once you decided it was time to do that, how does one, I mean, I'm going to be honest, you're not in a cheap area. You're in a fancy area in a fancy city. How does somebody just decide and find a space and open up in New York? Yeah. Great question. Um, I mean, dude, I've always been very proactive, right? Like I've always took my money, paid taxes and whatever money I had left over, I would buy investment properties. So like out in like lower income areas that I can afford, like I was never able to afford places like here, like out here. Right. But I was able to afford somewhere. I found those and dude, I've been like selling those, like I've been using the nest egg of safety that I created to build the next phase of my life, which let me tell you, is extremely uncomfortable, extremely nerve wracking, but just kind of how rewarding though, right? It's the best feeling when you're like, Oh my God, my whole life was speeding up to this moment. And here it is in front of me. Yeah, that's also true. But it, and it's interesting because it only comes to you after you let it go. A hundred percent because I'm also such like a planner and what's my next, this and what's my next, that. And when you kind of like, just drop all of the craziness is when usually for me, things kind of lock in on their yeah, own. 
Dude, I remember, I remember so many years ago, like we were talking and you were like, yeah, I want to like build this and I want to create this and I want to do this. And I was just like, that seems like a lot. <laughs> Dude, I just got off a phone call with somebody talking about the next 400 things I'm going to build into. Yeah. They're like, do you ever stop? I'm like, Mm-mm. Nope. no, it's not one pie in the sky for me. I see a sky full of pies. It's like, I want that pie, that pie, that pie. I want to build a pie that no one's built yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's the thing, right? It's like, it's, I want to build something unique, but then at the same time, I hate how uncomfortable the process of building something unique is. But you must like it to a certain degree because there is, there is um, a weird rewarding thing in fear that... Um, I was never like a shoplifter, but I shoplifted probably once when I was like a kid. But I remember, I feel like the, the, the thrill of that is some is of that feeling. I remember from being like 10 shoplifting, like a candy bar is the thrill I get from doing uncomfortable shit in my business. Do you know I what I mean? That. I love that. I mean, dude, it's actually pretty amazing. All the different stuff that you're doing these days. I try. I still got to bring my stuff down to your studio. So where's your studio? Where's the space? It's like you're on yeah. Bowery. Yeah, we're at 270 Bowery. And how do people book classes? So they book classes, happy.me on our website. It's happy IE, right? Happy, H-A-P-P-I-E. I mean, so you built that brand. When, did, when and how did you decide to move into supplements as part of this brand? And what was that process like from somebody that doesn't build consumer-facing products, manufacturing, branding. I have to say the branding's great on the whole thing. The font, oh, the so colors, much. I really love it. It feels very oh. now. It feels very gender neutral. I'm a guy, my girlfriends. I think it's just great. Thank you so much. That was that was really the mission. Um, and dude, and I, that, that, I didn't have all the answers for that, right? It was me finding the, the person that I felt had the answers. Yes. She's amazing. Uh, she's a creative director for another company that just got acquired, actually. Um, and dude, and I, I was really just had to be extremely like upfront and vulnerable with her of like what I really wanted it to be. Yep. And that was the second time it was branded because when I launched it, it was a completely different thing. And like some people, some people bought into it because it was me saying that they should use it, right? But like the branding didn't make sense as a whole. And like, it wasn't really thought out. And it was more of just like, you know, trial and error. Just, and I'll say this, you know, when you realize something isn't working and you know, it needs to be changed, but you don't know what the answer is yet. You just know it needs to be something else. Yep. It was the continuation of that over and over and it's, over again. That is like the definition of an insanity to me. It's like, you know, why can't I just, why can't I land on what is wrong with this? We're developing new products now. And it's the same. I know that I know exactly what you mean. It's maddening. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you sell the supplements in the space? So supplements are for sale in the space. Yeah. And then I do uh, fulfillment out of the space as well for shipping. Oh my God. Do you have a subscription? Which, you should do a subscription. So we, of course we have a subscription. I mean, look at you. <laughs> and on top of that, hold on. The subscription comes in, well, not just subscription. All the orders are sent out in recycled, reusable plastics. Yep. And we plant a tree for every order. I mean, this is some big brand shit. Yeah, I'm just a little guy over here trying to survive. A little guy with a big pie in the sky is what I'm going to say. 
<laughs> what's next for Happy Space? Like, what do you what do you want the brand? Is the brand is the master brand happy? Happy dot me. Yeah, the the master brand is happy dot me. Then there's the Happy Space Happy Pills, and then I'm like trying to figure out how to launch Happy TV. I've been like really kind of um, I've been struggling with that for sure. It's what it's will, been, what will it be? So happy TV is kind of just, uh, well, would start out as just streaming classes, but dude, the, I mean, I've just been kind of struggling with trying to figure out what is the best way to like kind of focus on the best in studio experience. And then also the best digital experience. Cause I thought the answer was just streaming the in-person experience, right? Like just streaming the class and like it's for some people it works, but it's not truly the best option. It's not. It's an easy Band-Aid. Um, and it's a good way to say that you're throwing your hat in the ring. But I know you and I know you You strive for yeah. best in class. And I know that you're going to yeah. dwell so, on it until you figure so it I out. Have what- those, I have one of those. I mean, this is so interesting. Like I have one of those systems like set up. I think you, you can see like one of the cameras there. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm, and like right before we're about to launch, I'm like, I don't know if this, this is what I need it to be. Like, it's nice. It's really nice. But the user isn't, if you're not like, you're just, I like, there's such a personal touch point in how I want to interact with a customer yeah. right? and like the experience of what you're doing, especially because like everything's so specific. Right. So yeah, I'm like really realizing that like this doesn't, doesn't you know what work. you should do? You should do something. This that's probably going to be so expensive, but I just feel like there should be cameras coming in and around and that move with you and the subject that, I don't know, that makes you feel like you're in the class. That's not just like fly on the wall, like a security camera of a class. Um, yep. And that, that re that feel native to your technique of your mm. angles thing that like that's on angles and they move around and it goes down okay, her leg so, and up. So you're saying get a participant in class to have a GoPro on their head. <laughs> that would be the, that would be the affordable way to do it. I'm saying get a camera crew that is <sighs> around this girl and following up the leg and watching your that hand move be, to that this. Would, that would be super hot. Right. And like, it's kind of sexy. Yeah. And the camera follows your hand up the thing and goes here and it touches and it moves her position of this and that. Like, I just feel like I feel like I was involved in your tech. Like it would make it feel different. Yeah. Yeah. I love Happy that. TV. I love this. What do you think um, some brands in the fitness space did well during this whole COVID shift to digital? And what do you think they could do better from a content point of view? Because I think your idea is great. I think you need to be in it. I think you, everyone wants, needs digital content, whether they come to the class or not. I still go back to soul cycle, but I still use the at home bike. I've just, it's part of my life now, you know? So the, um, that, you do the at home bike with who, which, which person, which brand? Um, soul cycle. So I, yeah, I'm back in class, but like, I still use my digital version of the brand. Right. So like, you know, although people are in your space now, I think digital is always going to be. Yeah. Dude, I want to do, I'd want to do a partnership with SoulCycle so bad where anyone that goes to a SoulCycle class gets like an angles class for a discounted rate. You should partner with SoulCycle because the stretch moment is Mm -hmm. not sufficient 
And so many teachers, they'll say like, you know, as I'm getting off the bike, they say, um, thanks for staying for the stretch. This isn't nearly enough. Go do whatever. And I'm like, I'm not going to go do that. Like I have shit to right. do and I don't even know what I'm doing. So no, I'm not doing that. And then exactly. my back hurts the next day. <laughs> so I'm not sure how to navigate that because I don't really know anyone there, but I, I want to like figure out that as like a next step. I like that a lot. What brands yeah. do you think we were doing a good job during the COVID okay. content game? Back to brands doing a good job. Um, truth. That's such a good question, man. I, I don't really even think that big brands were doing a good job there because there was too much panic, right? Yeah. Within like revenue streams. Yeah. What I do, th- I think that all the individual coaches did an unbelievable job at stepping up and transferring their business. I, I was, I was mind blown over how many regular personal trainers or regular coaches completely shifted and like fully committed and stayed so present to seeing, I don't know, nine to 10 clients a day through Zoom. Like talk about such a mental shift on like what you're used to. I, yeah, I, I, the underdogs, man, the the underdogs blew my mind during COVID. I had this girl um, on amazing woman, new friend of mine, Charlie. She was a master soul cycle teacher. She left just uh, start her own thing. And during COVID just took it to the next level app classes, um, studio space, like tricked it out, taught herself how to edit. I was like, this, these are the heroes of this, like the, the content coming yeah. out of, you know, these people like this that are like, who, who did that? Charlie Atkins. Oh, I love her. I actually just saw her on the street the other day. She's so great. And what she's done for her brand is insane. And she did it like she just figure it out. Let's sweat TV. And, and she did such a beautiful job with her. Like she was so consistent, right? Like I remember her putting out content every single day, every day, destructive way. She's gotten a, um, she's gotten a, a space, I think uh, an apartment that even has an extra room that is her filming studio with equipment. She just really, I like your point about these, these solopreneurs taking COVID to really rocket ship because they're the ones that killed it. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, right? Like it's, it was such a time that you can, you know, either choose to do something different or choose to like take your business to the next level. And, And a lot of people did that. Well, your business is going to the next level. Before we run out of time, any tips you can give for us stressed out New Yorkers to adjust to this new pace of life? Uh, first steps, if you've gotten out of, I know a lot of people have like gotten out of their fitness routine in the last couple of years. They're feeling a little defeated. They're like, hey, I don't look the same I did when I went into this pandemic. I look a little different. Like, mm-hmm. What are you seeing as, as something that people should take care of most coming out of this? I think that the the pandemic really allowed us to be wishy-washy, right? Like with what we want. And like it kind of got us in this this state of being where we're like unable to fully commit to something. We're like, oh, but you know, it might go, something might happen. So I can't really put my whole foot into it. Mm-hmm. Right. They like keep one foot a little bit out just in case. Because that's what COVID taught us to do. That was how we reacted to it. And I think that's been the hardest thing, dude. I watch, I watch people not 
remain consistent. I will, I mean, I have a few, I have a few people that are consistent now, but that like just started to happen. I would see people come in once a month and I'm like, Hey, like, what have you been up to? Like, have you been training? Like we've been working out somewhere else. Like, what have you been doing? Like, no, I just haven't gotten around to it. And yeah. It's like how I was. I, I still very much feel like that. I just feel like my, I was six days a week, but, but about cook my meals, do my thing, healthy, responsible, gay, keep my sample size going, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, I want to move a little, like I used to do high intensity cardio five days a week. Yeah. And now I do it maybe twice. I'll just I'll go on walk. So I get a little slower. Like I do think what your brand is offering right now is what people are craving coming out of this. The, so the, the thing that I really see people love is the communal interactions. So I, I mean, it's so, it's so cute. Like people come to class and like, they'll see someone else that comes to class regularly and like, Oh my God, hi, wait, what was your name again? And they like want to be friends and it's just so cute. And then, and then also like the sound meditation. So we do the sound meditation and breath work four nights a week. Like that's Monday through Thursday, every night. And I got people. Yeah. So like it's, I'm trying to make a point that it's just as important as your fitness Yep. And it needs to be looked at regularly, not saying that you need to do it five nights a week, but yep. you need to create space for yourself. And I also found that the times where you're most stressed out and you think you don't have time for it is when you need it the most, which is hundred percent kind of, kind of like a workout, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So people are like really craving that people are really interested in that. And also like people want to know that what they're doing is productive for them long-term. I think people really understand sustainability in a different way. And look to want to fix their ailments, right? Like they know if they're in pain, they don't want to, they're, they know that there's a way to get out of pain now. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I'm so happy for what you've built. Is there a time or a moment in building your brand that you thought was going to be a brand failure at the time that turned out to be a brand blessing? Great question. Great question. Um, you know, I, I really looked at the, when I launched Happy, thinking that it would just be sustainable off of supplements alone right off the bat because everyone understands the importance of eating certain vegetables, more of certain vegetables, right? And they all know that they're not doing enough of it. Um, that was that was kind of like a, a brand failure to me. But because I already started, it then forced me to change and yeah. do more. And, and then also with the studio of like me trying to being forced to teach classes every day to cover the cost of the studio, it taught me how to show up every day and not be Mm. so like cocooned in a way that COVID taught us to. So I would say that those two things were like planning logistical failures of my own and that were massive growing lessons and grow points for me. Man, I'm so happy for you. I know how it feels to have a physical space in the city of New York. It's a lot and you should have all the pats on the back. Remind everybody the address of how they can come and see you and how they can follow you on social. Okay, okay. So the website is happy, H-A-P-P-I-E dot me. The Instagram is happy space. So it's happy underscore space. My Instagram is Angelo underscore Grincheri. Grincheri. And we're at 270 Bowery, which is right across from Whole Foods. Man, good That's location. It. Hope you signed a multi-year deal on that one. 
lock got, that rate in. Oh, that was also like another scary thing of like trying to take advantage of the deal during COVID and then opening and you have one person walk through the door for three days because <laughs> everyone's yeah. terrified to move. I mean, is our people, how are people feeling now? My last question, because I'm running out of time. How are people feeling uh, back in a room full of other people? Everyone's kind of settled in a little bit. Everyone's pretty settled in, but now that like there's been some random re-emergent yep. uh, strain things, every once in a while we see someone coming with a mask. Um, yep. And, you know, sometimes they feel comfortable, sometimes they don't. It's also been interesting to see people that have like long COVID effects, mm. right? And I'd had some guy come in recently that was that was like that or suffering from that. And, and that was also interesting to hear, right? Like, oh, people are actually yep. getting you know, affected by this long-term, which is pretty crazy. Um, wait, I, side note, I love the install that you just did oh, for thanks. Poppy. Oh, the one at Bloomingdale's for Poppy? When yeah. When do you see we're designing this insane thing for them that we're putting up this summer in the city? I have to show you offline, but they're the best. They're the best brand. Do you drink? Have you ever had one? I have Olipop. Okay, well, this is a direct competitor, so... Um, you have to try a poppy there. And the team is so nice. They're like Aww. our age. It's a husband and wife that founded this in their garage. No way. Yeah. And now they're like oh, so cute. major. So I, fellow I, brand builders. Dude, I don't know what it is, man. I love like true husband wife combos. I think it's so special. So and she cute. just had another baby and she's on. I just got off the Zoom with her and she's like on maternity leave with the kids. And doing, I'm like, you guys are just full blown rock stars. Dude, I, I've been so, like really kind of putting myself in that space of like, oh, what's this like next phase of my life going to look like when I really want to have a real, like a, a full partner, like fully commit to that yeah. and then fully commit to being able to like bear a child. I'm like, whoa. And then also have a business. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole nother level. You would be a great dad. That's all I'm saying. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. All right, I'm going to come and see you soon. I can't wait to get happy at the happy get space. Get over here. I will. I will promise to leave below 72nd Street, I swear. Yeah, sure, one day. Uh, I'm, going to send you some, I'm going to send you some happy pills too. Okay, I'll send you some candles. Yeah, give me the candles. I need them. I will. Wait, I actually need your, I need your hand soaps more than anything. I know. Well, it's a longer story. I'm running low. Um, we're, sold, we're sold out of so many of the good ones, and I may not reorder this batch because I'm finicking with the packaging. Dude, you know, it's like nonstop. I I changed manufacturers at one point and it took me three months to get labels redone. Yeah. You know how it is. It's like everything is slow right now. And it's like, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. So, but I will send you stuff. So don't worry. (laughs) Thanks for doing my podcast. Oh, dude, my pleasure. I was really, this was fun. I'll text you soon. All right. Okay, bye. This podcast is a part of the Upstarter Podcast Network. Podcasts are an amazing way for you guys to build and increase the value of your personal brand. So if you're looking to start a podcast just like I did, visit upstarterpods.com to get started today. For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at brandmepodcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review, and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.